Bokar Tov. We're continuing chapter 3 of the book of Shemuel. Wow. Ready on chapter 3. Okay. Uh, yesterday we discussed that... The, do you remember the sins, the two sins of the sons of Eli? Yeah. They ate double meat and they kept the women overnight. Right. Exactly. So first of all, I read a few perushim on the sins of the sons of Eli. And I would like to analyze them with you for a moment. Okay. Do you remember when Eli turns to his sons, what caused him to rebuke his children? No, no, no. I mean, what, what did he hear about that caused him to rebuke his children? Taking advantage of their coconut? No, it's not what he said. Oh. Uh, it was the second one. It was the sleeping with the women. It was the sleeping with the women that caused Eli to wake up. If you look oh. at the text, yeah. he says, and he, he started hearing the rumors that they were sleeping with the women. And then he goes and he says, It's not good. It's not good. The rumors that I'm hearing are not good about what you were doing. And then what does he say to them? What does he say to them? Like, what's his rebuke? He says, If a man sins against man, oh, yeah. Elohim, then the justice comes from a judge. But if you sin against God, then who's going to judge you? So we saw that as like, uh, you guys are abusing your position of authority. But, but I read a beautiful perush, which I'm starting to think is Peshat. So I'm going to explain it to you. He says like this. Eli, his problem as a father here to his sons, is that he may have gotten a little bit arrogant in his position of kihuna. He may have felt a little bit like an elitist. And as an elitist, as someone who saw himself as worthy, as deserving of the respect of the people, he turned the blind eye to the sin of his sons against the people. So when they took the extra food, he ate from the extra food. And he said, I mean, we're Kwanim anyway, so we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Now, when, when, did he, when did he get upset at his children? when they were sleeping with women in the sanctuary area. And he was saying, hello, this is the place of our family's kavod. This is the place where we, the house of Eli, you know, has all this dignity. Don't defile the dignity of the place. It's a noble, it's a noble thing that he's saying. But, but he's not focusing on the wrong sin. The, and now look, what did we study yesterday? What did we study yesterday? He's not focusing on the Isu, he's focusing on the honor. The he's honor. focusing on the, on the fact that they're hurting the honor of the Mikdash, but not on the fact that they're stealing from people. And that may be because he saw the Mikdash as the place of his honor, and stealing from people was not a biggest sin. So he turns to them and he says, if you sin against people, it's fine. But if you sin against God, who's going to think? But, oh. but, but that's not, we understood it as a, as, a, as a proper rebuke, but it's not a proper rebuke. He should have said, when you sin against God, you could do teshuvah. But when you sin against people, you have to, you have to, I mean, that, that's what's unacceptable. And now whenever he gets rebuked in... Um, that's why when the man of God came... What is he, what did you rebuke them for? Lama, pasuk kaftet, lama tiv'atu bezivchi uvminchati. Why are you kicking against my, my korbanot? And you have honored your children more than me. To for yourselves to get fat on the korbanot that you're bringing. 
He does not say, why have you let your son sleep with women? Boreolam does not bring that up. So the messenger is, is rebuking him for the sin against the people and not for the kavod of the sanctuary. By the way, another detail, nashimat soveot, it could mean not the women who came to bring korbanot, it could mean the women who worked in the neighborhood. It could be like the, the women, like the maidens who worked there. So it doesn't have to be married women necessarily. Okay? So, um, now in terms of the punishment, okay, the punishment fits the sin. The punishment fits the sin. What's the punishment? You're going to lose your kiuna. Okay? Your, chil- your sons will die on one day. What else? They'll die young. And what was the one main of his thing? Cousins are gonna take over the head cone. Are gonna be head cone, and then what are you going to do? Beg for them. You're going for to be bread. begging for bread. Now, how is that punishment for the sin? Because you guys ate too much bread, mm-hmm. and now you're going to be begging the other kohanim for bread, bread for bread. all the extra that you took. Now you're going to lack. So that's the the punishment. It's midah keneged midah to Eli. Uh, so, and then finally. Why, does, why is it that Eli and his lineage is going to die young? That's the finest, final element of the punishment. Why will the, why will the lineage die young? Because Eli, in his old age, should have been a proper leader to his sons. He should have led them in the right way. But he did not. He let their egos, he let them thrive with their egos and let, and, and let them take advantage of their position of Kiuna. And he did not rebuke them properly. So from now on, you, Eli's family, who did not Rebuke your children in your old age what, what else is old age for If not to lead the younger generation So you're not, going to, so you're not even going to get to that old age mm-hmm. So that, all, that whole perush I read in a fascinating book By Amnon Bazak On Shemuel It's in Hebrew So it's pretty difficult Hebrew also So not super accessible to everyone But uh, they're going to translate it soon Magid Publishers My favorite writers on Tanakh Are all in Mag- Ma- the Magid Publishers um, highly, highly, highly recommended. Okay, chapter three, pasuk one. Vehanar Shemuel mesharetet Adonai lifnei Eli. The youngster Shemuel was serving God before Eli. Udvar Adonai hayaya karbayamimahem, and the word of God was rare in those days. En hazon nifratz, visions were not common. Vahibayomahu, and it was one day. Veeli shochet bimkomo. Eli is lying in his place. Veena vechelu chehot. And he, his eyes began to become dim. He couldn't see much. He could not see. But the light of God was still not extinguished. And Shemuel is lying near the area of the Mikdash. Not obviously in the Mikdash because you're not allowed to sleep there. But near the area of the Mikdash. Where in the Mikdash is the Aron of God. Now why is... Um, What's the significance of terem vener Elohim terem ichbe? I mean, the, the, the light of God has yet to be extinguished. No, I mean, I, I think it's it's saying I think it's trying to set the scene for like like he's it's in a very like spiritual state. No, I mean it's the menorah. First of all, it's referring to it seems like it's referring to the menorah. But the menorah had still not gone out. Okay. Oh, and It's talking about the, the light of Nivua, 
that the that's what you said that the light of Nebuah was still not extinguished, meaning there was still a glimmer of hope. Let's say okay, you could say for like that. For everyone or for Eliud? No, it's like through Shmuel, the light of thing is still not extinguished. So Shmuel is lying there in the by the hechal by the area of the mikdash. God calls out to Shmuel. This is his first nevuah, and he says, "Here I am." But he doesn't know who is speaking to him. He doesn't know that it is God speaking to him. So he runs to Eli. He says, I'm here because you called me. He says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. So he goes back to sleep. And God again calls Shemuel. And Shemuel gets up and he goes to Eli. He said, I'm here. Because you called me. So I did not call you. Go back and sleep. And this was before Shemuel knew God. Eli was also sleeping. So Shemuel goes, he wakes him up. He says, my, uh, my master, my master, I'm here. Yeah, they're in the area of the Levi. The commentators say it's in the areas of the Leviim or in the Kohanim where they would sleep. You can't sleep in the Mishkan proper, in the Mikdash proper. Okay? And it was before Shmuel knew of God. And this was before, meaning to know God, meaning before he ever had nevuah. And this was before God had appeared to him. And God continued to call Shmuel a third time. He said, I'm here for you've called me. And Eli understood that God had called this youngster. He says, go back to sleep, and if God calls you again, and he says, speak Adonai. For I am listening. And so Eli knows the ways of the Nevi'im, and he trains him how to respond to the call of Nevi'ah. Okay? Shemuel goes, and he sleeps in his place. God comes, and he stands, and Shemuel sees the vision of somebody standing, and he knows that that's the vision that God is producing for him. And he says, Shemuel... Shemuel and Shemuel says, speak, for I am listening. So Bezer Hashem, tomorrow we're going to see what it is that this nevuah is. Uh, and we're going to, it's going to be related to the things we've saw, seen already about Eli. Baruch Amen. Amen.